0: to the podcast of River City Community Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.rivercitychicago.com. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that
1: you've delivered will soon deliver you good morning good morning good morning uh, don't go sit yet because I'm going to have you greet each other. couple just quick business things before you greet each other. Um, as you notice, there's no kids in here. It sounds very different with no kids in here, doesn't it? So they will eventually all be over there. And then if you haven't figured this out, this is our kind of big Christmas service. We're having a potluck lunch afterwards. And so we're, we're doing kind of a compressed time of worship and a short sermon. And then there'll be a series of fun little things that the youth and kids are going to be doing. And then we'll go into lunch after that. Well, before we get to our Christmas pastors that we'll reflect on, Um, I'm going to risk breaking a pastor rule today for the Christmas service. You know, one of the things they tell you when you're a pastor, once you have, if you end up having kids, you're not supposed to tell stories about your kids that could potentially embarrass them. Um, But what they never said is what age that starts and where to take, you know, so I feel like I'm still kind of in that like gray zone where I can get away with this, especially since they're practicing right now. Um, But I need a pact with you guys that you won't repeat to my son that I told him a story about you, but it just... Too good for Christmas time and for what um, I've been reflecting on. I've been so to kind of link it. I've been thinking a lot about um, just the uniqueness. So we're in the Advent season. Advent is kind of the preparation, the waiting, the reflection on God entering human, the human experience, incarnating in the incarnate. means in the flesh. Jesus Christ came in the flesh, and so um, uh, it feels like such a dilemma if I can use that word because probably nothing's a dilemma for God, but it's a dilemma to say how does the fullness of who God is, the fullness of God as represented in the Trinity, how does God enter into the human experience in a way that doesn't terrify us, but doesn't lose the essence of who God is, and still enables us to see God clearly and to respond to it? How, in short form, how does God show God's love for us in a way that we as humans can see it, right? So I just c- can't stop thinking about this story when I think of it. So I'm going to tell a Xander story. Xander's my son. He's eight years old now. This is a seven-year-old story that happened. When you're a parent, I think if this happens for others. I don't really actually know. But one of the things I think that happens as a parent is you kind of wonder when your kids are going to start feeling attraction and trying to make sense of that, right, and try to figure out what that is. So I didn't really know when this would happen. Xander's eight, Gabby's five. So for Xander, it happened last year when he was in first grade. It was very out of the blue. Unfortunately, I wasn't there when the revelation first came. Um, it happened with Liz, but Liz and him were driving the car, and he just very nonchalantly said to her, you know, Mom, I think I may be in love. <laughs> and she tried not to do that, right, because those are key moments, right, because it's kind of what you're thinking. And she, you know, tried to compose, okay, uh, re- really, um, tell me more about this in loveliness that happened, and and so he starts to describe it, and so she says, well, "What what's her name?" He says, "What's well, Sophia?" So she oh, okay, um, is Sophia in your class? He said, "Oh no no, she's older than me. She's a second grader." I'm like oh okay, um, tell me more. Um, uh, how did you how did you discover about Sophia? Like did you talk to her? He's like, "Oh no, I've never talked to her before." It's like oh, okay, um, so how do you know you're in love with her? He's like, "Well, she just looks so nice." She's like, oh, you'd be like, she's pretty, huh? And he's like, no, 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 she looks so, (laughs) okay, so she looks so nice, all right, so um, trying to kind of create a safe space, trying to also remind him that looking nice is one piece of a much larger equation, right? We want to be able to see on the inside, value all that, so so of course, Les Comes Home tells me, now I'm in the awkward spot of like, having to figure out how to reproduce this moment so that I can also have this conversation, and so awkwardly trying to subtly hint at, you know, anything happening that's of interest, and nope, 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 I can't get nothing, can't get nothing. Finally, just out of the blue, two weeks later, I get included on it, too. And so, uh, he reveals to me about this great love story that's emerging between him and Sophia. And so, this is now, you know, I think probably there's a closet romantic somewhere inside of me, right? I've seen every Nicholas Sparks movie, so, I mean, it's, I, I got a, I've got a little bit of a proclivity for these things, so I'm, like, thinking this might be, like, a great love story that's beginning, you know, and so I'm, like, way over-engaged in this whole thing. So, I'm um, trying to understand, you know, kind of about Sophia and how this whole thing works, so you know, I'll ask him, you know, do you, do you ever try to talk to her? He's like, no, no, I'm not ready for that. And I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I just, I just watch her. I just look at her from a distance. <laughs> like, okay, a little creepy, but I get it. Like, I get, I get, I get what's happening here, right? So, so this kind of happens over the course of the year, right? So sometimes it comes up, you know, you know, sometimes he volunteers, but sometimes he doesn't. So one day after school, we're doing just a routine check on his book bag because. Um, one of the ways he exercises his growing sense of agency is feeling the freedom to take things that aren't his yet, and so we're working on that too. Um, so we just have to do a random sweep every once in a while, and so um, so we're doing a sweep and uh, we find a handful of notes in his bag, um, written to Sophia. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm like totally gonna peek at these, but they're glued, so I couldn't get them open. So I figured I probably shouldn't do that. So now again, I'm like just so intrigued. I'm like, what? This is like so precious I guess I don't know I'm just like I've like never seen the side of him right he's like writing notes you know and so I'm so curious so again I'm trying to do the like non-invasive you know I'm being invasive like trying to ask questions that will get him to share this about it so surprisingly he actually becomes open about it and he tells me about these and so I said so tell me about these notes that you write what do you give them to her? he's like well I'm not sure what do you mean you're not sure? He says, well, I write them to her and then I glue them. And then he said the first graders go out for recess before the second graders do. So when we're about done with recess, I just leave it in the playground in hopes that she'll find it. So I'm like, this totally is a Nicholas Sparks movie. This is going to (laughs) be, instead of the notebook, it's just going to be the notes, right? He left notes every day hoping that at some point she found it and responded and they get married someday and they tell the story of how they met and the note, it's going to be, so right? So, I'm just like way over cheering for this, hoping she gets it, trying to figure out how I can manipulate the situation, make sure she gets it, so curious what's inside of the note, right? So, this becomes like a whole like subtext for our first grade year, you know, trying to walk him through this emerging sense of love life that's happening. So, um, I try to get him to be me. Of course, I would awkwardly introduce myself to her and make this happen somehow. But, you know, he, he's just playing it cool. He just do it from the distance. So the whole year goes by. He never tries to talk to her. So there's an end of the year gathering at the school, you know, in mid-June, whenever it ends. And um, all the grades um, do this kind of huge picnic together. And so Course, I'm thinking about Sophia the whole time, but don't want to like make it a big deal with Xander. So we come to this and I'm hoping he'll offer he does. He says, Hey, would you like to see Sophia? I'm like, Oh God, would I ever? Yes. <laughs> would I love to see Sophia? Yes, please show me. And so he spots her. I'm like, Dang, she is cute. Not that that's all that matters, but yes, good taste. She is super cute. So I'm like, super excited to now finally see. And so, of course, I just can't leave it alone. I say, I know you didn't want to ever go meet her, but I would love for you to meet her before the school year ends. I'm like really good at awkwardly kind of you know inserting myself into situations and maybe you could even call it charming. So you know, what, what do you think we should do this? And so, to my surprise, he says, "Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's 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 go meet Sophia." I like, yes, finally. So I'm kind of with her. She's in her pack of girlfriends. So it's like super. I'm like the weird dad trying to like kind of weave in, you know, and be nonchalant about just kind of hanging in their midst. So finally, I kind of get a moment where I push Xander and her together, and I say, um, "Hi." She's like, "Hi." I'm like, "This is Xander." She's like, okay. I'm like, "Uh, have you ever met him before? She's like, no. I'm like, have you ever seen him before? She's like, no. Okay. (laughs) Not going exactly down the road I was hoping for. But I said, well, okay, I don't really know what to do next. I said, well, Sophia, I just at least wanted you to get a chance to meet him. She goes, Sophia? Who's Sophia? I'm like, you're Sophia, right? She's like, my name is Magdalene. Magdalene what are you talking we've just done a whole year around Sophia your name is Magdalene I'm like so confused in this moment so I said okay uh, very abrupt ending I pull Xander I go we got to, what the heck just happened we just talked about Sophia all year he's like, I'm like what do you mean you don't know he's like well I guess I do have a theory I said, what's your theory he said when I spotted her for the first time I told one of the girls in my class that I was interested in her and I think she's in love with me and so I think she probably just told me the wrong name to confuse me <laughs> son I'm way over invested in this this can't be the end of this this is not how the Nicholas Sparks movie ends where you had the wrong name leaving love notes or something doesn't even exist and so I'm like you're good with like yeah I'm good yeah I'm like all right I'm not but whatever and so that's that that was that was the end of that was the end of the love encounter with Sophia so it's a great story so I just had to tell it um I do. I think it ties to Christmas. I get there in a minute. I do need to reiterate. If you tell him that I told you this, I will go MMA on you. I am not joking. I do not want him knowing. But um, the note. This idea of. This idea of. Someone wanting to communicate their love to another person in some kind of a way that the other person can receive. And the risks that comes with that, the risk for miscommunication, the risk for not seeing it, the risk for it not being heard. I, for me, there, it ties directly to the Advent story, to the Christmas story of God trying to send some kind of a note to us that will be heard and seen for what it is. And so, um, let, let, let me share what's the uh, New Testament lectionary reading for today. It's, if you were here last week, we did Isaiah chapter 40, and the New Testament reading builds on that. It's one of the John the Baptist accounts, and this is the John version of um, John the Baptist, John the Apostle talking about John the Baptist and his role in the Advent story. So, let's go ahead and stand for this reading as we do each week, and then... Um, Shereen, how are we doing on time? Are we about ready? Okay, so we'll read this. I'm just going to say a couple of things, and then we're going to transition. Uh, John 1, 6 through 8. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. And then it jumps ahead to 19 through 24. This is the testimony of John when the Jews sent to him priests and Levite from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. They asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? So that we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Amen. This is God's word. You may be seated. You can just leave that up if you don't mind. There's a, some significant parts of who John the Baptist was in this. I'm not going to try to get into that because we're ready for the next part of the program. I'm just going to come again to verse 23. I think this is so significant. This builds um, last week. This So this comes directly from Isaiah chapter 40, which is a prophecy about Jesus. We looked at this last week, the summary of it, if you weren't here. Isaiah chapter 40 says, Um, make way a path in the wilderness, build a highway for the coming of the king. And we really reflected on the fact that in the ancient days when a king visited a place, it was such a big deal to acknowledge his glory, his majesty, the presence of him coming, that you would never just use a highway that was already built, a road that was already there. You would recreate a new one. You You would create a new kind of a path for God to come. And so, um, John the Baptist links himself to this as being a messenger and links this to the Christmas story. And John the Baptist says, make straight the way of the Lord. And I just want to just simply help us reflect on this a little bit that, in fact, here's the marriage. This will be the kind of last idea. So, this imagery from Isaiah 40 is talking about the coming of a king. You all are going to be able to stick with them. I know they're so cute. Uh, I took too long to get to the punchline. I'm afraid I'm going to miss it here. But stick, because I think this is an important image. We'll, fi- we'll finish here. Isaiah 40 talks about the coming of a king. But in the context of the Christmas story, Jesus comes as a baby. Right? The way that God says make, pa- make, 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 make straight the way of the Lord is a king comes in the form of a baby. Which, to put this in love language... God is saying, I think this is one of the ways that God solved the dilemma. How does a king, how does the king of the entire universe, the king of the entire cosmos, the king of kings come in such a way that's not terrifying? Because that would be easy to do, right? It would have been easy for God to come in a way that would have terrified us. How does God come in a way that doesn't try to coerce us? But how does God come in a way that actually can be received in a manner in which we say, God has come as love and we are receiving God as love? And so this is the image that I've been reflecting on this week as we consider the significance of incarnation, that the love note of God is Jesus Christ as a baby. Now, he grew and showed us what the fullness of God looks like in human form, but when God the King came to us in love, he came as a baby, which is the most approachable, accessible, safe way that a majestic figure could ever come. And so the marriage of those two, to be coming as a king, but to have made the way, made the path straightforward by coming as a baby was God's way of inviting us into this love, into being able to see this love. And so as we turn it over to the kids um, in a moment and hear them singing and hear their plays and watch their plays, um, we can remember it was through the eyes of a baby that the world foresaw the love of the King of Kings. And that is how the path was made straight for us to receive him. Amen? Amen. Uh, God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to celebrate you, and thank you for our children. Thank you for the hearts and the
0: talents that we see. We pray, God, that we are good shepherds over what we have here. So, God, we ask that you be with us today and throughout this entire season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I told you he'd mess it up He's not the kind you can depend on to do anything right You're a hopeless Charlie Brown Completely hopeless Rats You've been dumb before Charlie Brown This time you really did it <laughs> You were right Linus I shouldn't have got this little tree I don't even know what the true meaning of Christmas is Doesn't anyone know what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I have great, bring you great tidings of joy, which shall be to all my people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a son unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.